It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The dark web can be like a restaurant for identity thieves. Hi, ready to order? I'll have the driver's license number. Great, that comes with a home address or a birth date. Ooh, both, please. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Identity theft protection starts here. So for one of our Blue Room Extra previews here on the Blue Room, this time it's Subscribers Weekly. I was joined by Dave Downey, Carl Roper and Alan Fahili for his debut. So much chat about the weekend. Uh, we also spoke about Greg Clark and his resignation uh, from the Pistons FA chairman. And also about the survey which the club put out in regards to Bramley Moore. But in the main, we spoke about Everton's performance against Manchester United at the weekend and what went wrong there and what could potentially be done to change things going forward after this international break. So here's a bit of a segment of that conversation, just a reminder, if you want to hear more from us, we're putting out multiple shows every weekday over on the Blue Room Extra. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Costs about the same as a pint a month if you want to get all that extra content and you want to back some hard work and blues, you'll continue with the do the best to put out a lot of content during these difficult times for everyone. We're going to keep going from the international break throughout the season, from the ups and downs. So, yeah, just a reminder, it's patreon.com slash in the Blue Room Extra. It's a segment of the conversation we had earlier on today, starting with Alan and some of his thoughts about Everton's momentum this season. Yeah, I think, too, it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen the show uh, Last Chance You on Netflix. It's kind of like a, a breakdown yeah. of like college teams, junior college teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's really good because it gives you a good insight into like the dynamics of a kind of a sporting environment, like a day-to-day sporting environment. And I was struck by one of the recent seasons, things kind of went shit, basically. They all fell apart. And you can see good players who were playing well the previous year or the previous few months just completely just losing it. Like, and just they were losing every game and they were, it was horrendous, you know. And I think it speaks to kind of the importance of momentum in football and in sport in general. And I think that Everton are a team that's really reliant on momentum as well. Because even with Marco Silva in his initial spell, we were playing very good football. Like I remember the derby, um, the one-all derby. Or, uh, sorry, the, 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 no, the one-nil derby, sorry, the Origi game. Mm. And it was kind of like, 
we were in a good run. We had good players performing well. And then something happens and things go to shit. And I think it happened again last season with Carlo Ancelotti. Um, after he came in, we had the initial bounce with Duncan Ferguson in charge and things with the shit. And I think what that speaks to is we have talented players like Luca Dean, James Rodriguez, Richardson, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, Andre Gomez to an extent, so good players, but maybe their mentality isn't elite mentality, especially for somebody like Andre Gomez, because like Andre Gomez is a good player for me, but I think that he's the kind of player who needs things going well for him to actually succeed. Like his best spell was at Valencia in 2016, or 2013, 20, sorry, 2015, 2014, um, when he was playing with Danny Parejo in central midfield. They're both sitting. Gomez could break. Parejo would always cover him. And he had a structure there. Um, but when he doesn't have that structure, he struggles greatly, I think. Um, but the point is, anyway, that I think... Um, when Everton have momentum, when we have momentum, we're strong, but it's a bit, sh- a bit kind of uncertain the ground we're on, if it makes sense. So I think when Richardson got the Ray card against Liverpool, coupled with Allen's injury, James's injury, um, Hogue coming back into the team not fully fit, Coleman not coming to the team back fully fit, I think we created the situation where against Southampton, we went to a team whose expectations are lower and whose fan base expect less of their players, but they're maybe doing things a bit quieter, they're building more gradually, and it just basically that game stunned us and we didn't recover properly and the old kind of muscle memory kicked in where we're being kind of almost it's like a mediocre mentality because we're kind of we, we're kind of going back into the situation where oh maybe we're not as good as we think we are maybe we're kind of we had a brief spell of a run and it's over now it's, it's not like a healthy mentality to build a proper team with you know I think it's everything very very susceptible to that mentality personally the, the, there's two points there that you've made that have hit the nail on the head there Alan that, that way of momentum I've, I don't think I've seen a football club who that matters more to than, than Everton in both directions by the way uh, when we have a positive momentum if like the start of the season feels like nothing can stop us go into games think, I mean when have you ever heard me saying we're going to batter the team when we went welly West Brom 5-2 Matt that's not me is it the momentum gets in our system and we're like okay fine we're on top of the world but when that, hey, when we, that we, got a, we got a song to the top of the charts you know, exactly, exactly. Like, but when, that, when, when that switch flips, we nobody does negative momentum like us either. And, and the point that emphasizes what Alan's saying there is when we went to Southampton the week after the derby, the derby was a, a unique game and, and a standout for obvious reasons, all sorts of the usual connotations about us not winning, not winning one for years and stuff. Going to Southampton, I think I made this point at the time, it didn't feel like Everton felt like they were a big team going to Southampton. Everybody's looking at each other thinking, mm, don't know, they've, they've done all right in the last couple of games, Southampton, you know, we've got Richarlison out. There was no puffing our chest out then. There was a there was a, a feeling of that dreaded inferiority complex that we had under previous managers going to Southampton. Southampton, um, we're not talking about the big boys here, we're talking about Southampton, who, yes, I take the point that they're building really gradually and what Arsene Hüttel's done there is mightily impressive. He completely schooled Ancelotti in that game, by the way, as well, in, in terms of tactics. Now he handles Rodriguez and forced the ball over to a OB side. He did absolutely nothing. Appreciate all that. But we didn't go there with a mentality that suggested we were a side that could sustain top-of-the-table form. And it's, it seeps into all of us. We're just as guilty as the club because... 
you what did you say to me? You might you text me before it, didn't you? Saying this has got all the makings of being an absolute that was for the Newcastle that, game, that was, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It's still the same point. Same thing, isn't it? You know, the, the team selection there yeah. indicated that we're gonna just try and get a point, didn't it? You know, it's well, when that, not playing any when wingers that, whatsoever. But when that team's selected, what do we all do? We all message each other, we all look at each other like Jesus Christ, what's he playing out here? Look at all look, look look who's coming for him, look who's look who's back in the team, Tom Davis on the bench, Cheng Tosin coming on, we all hit the fucking roof, don't we? When that happens. Those players when they get the nod, I bet you that that thought process between the better players in our team, going back to the, the show that Alan was talking about there on Netflix. I bet you they look at each other and think, Do you know what? How how are we getting through this one? Do you know what I mean? How, how are we able to lift ourselves when we've got this sort of house of cards around us falling apart because a couple of our decent players are out? And I feel that that's exactly how, how Everton players feel. Um, and that's what Ancelotti is up against, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, Alan makes some cracking points there. That, that momentum one is such a such a, an ingrained feeling that I think we get every single season, whether it's in the Upper trajectory, which sadly it's not the case most of the time. But when we get when we get on a rut, there's nothing like us, is there? There's absolutely nothing like it right now. And you know, we're, we're looking at the three games when we come back. Who have we got? Is it Fulham, Leeds, Leeds, Fulham, Leeds, and Burnley? Right. What would we be saying if this was after the derby? Nine points, yeah. easy. Yeah. I'd be good if we don't get nine points. Yeah. I did a podcast with Rob Veer and, and Mike. You'll remember it, Matt, where I posed the question. What would you take from Southampton, Newcastle, and Man United? And we were all like, mm, you know what? I'd take seven if you seven points if you haven't hit me now, but I'd be good if we didn't get nine. We're sitting, <laughs> here, with, we're, we're, we're sitting here with zero, and I'm looking at these three games coming up, thinking, you know, I'll probably take three draws. <laughs> I think I think the thing for me is, you know, there's a reason why we're like we are. Do you mean us so, as fans or us as a football yeah, club? There's a reason as fans where we're like we are. What what's what's the players' excuse? Yeah, correct. You know, there's, re- there's a reason why I'm like I am with Everton. It's because I'm 52 years of age a week on Saturday. And in my life in, in, <laughs> and, and in my life, Everton have won a trophy in three seasons. If you dis- if you discount 1970 when I in four seasons. In I bet 50, Alan feels a lot better about himself. Okay. <laughs> I've got I've got mates who've got young sons who've seen Liverpool win more in their 16 years of life than my 52 years. There's a reason why I'm like I am with Everton. There's a why I like why why me and Dave, although we've only met, met each other three times, are like blood brothers in our moroseness. <laughs> Is because we've been through exactly the same experiences. We've been held hostage, psychological hostage, by Everton Football Club. The thing and that's is, how we're like, that's where we're like, we are. Gilfie Sigerson has been at Everton Football Club for what, four years? And has been a multimillionaire. So, what's his excuse why he can't rile himself? Why, yes. why, what's Alex Awobi's excuse? He probably, Jordan, in the opening weeks of this season, probably chundered to his mates about why he's, if he's ever going to get a start for Everton again. Gets a start at Southampton, plays all right for 15 minutes, and then seems to have just psychologically turned off. Just psychologically turned off. And how many times 
in a, in a, in a, in a, in modern football, when we've got a squad as bad as ours, do you take a player off a half time? You just psychologically switched off. So I, I, I don't make any excuses for the why, I, for why I am the way I am, but I point the finger at the Everton malaise, mm. and it's the, down to the players to get me up to fix me. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.